Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary. So, uh, for those of you who are listening to us, if you're listening to us for the first time, wow, what an episode to come in on. Um, but if you are listening to us for the whatever, maybe the 50th time, because this is our 50th episode of this podcast um and i think today we're just we're just really wanting to reflect on you know it's been two years of pandemic podcasting and 50 episodes of pandemic podcasting and there's been a lot of stuff that's going on in that time so Mm. we're just gonna kind of talk about that talk about our values and what we've done on this podcast and uh you know, what it looks like going into the future. And we're joining you all on this 50th anniversary podcast. I'm I'm just making stuff up, right? It's not our 50th anniversary. It's not 50 years. It's our 50th podcast, right? But like two years ago, around this time in early April was when um, Kelly and I began to think through what a podcast would look like that lifted up faith and reproductive health rights and justice values in Ohio. And we said, what would that look like if we just regularly had touch points of reminding people of the center of our values in the work that we do in repro and in the values that we hold in our religious settings and our religious faith communities. And we never imagined that, you know, two years on, we'd first off still be in pandemic officially. Um, but also just the amazing things that we've we've gotten to do over the past two years and the amazing guests that we've been able to, to receive and hear stories from and draw wisdom from in this space. Um, anniversaries are really times to take stock, to take a look back at where you've been, to reimagine your values in the light of your current experience, and then to look forward to what is coming. And I think all of us in religious repro work right now are definitely looking forward <laughs> to the future. Um, a little bit of anxiety, a lot of anxiety, right? Around the Jehu decision, the Jackson uh, Women's Health Organization decision coming from the Supreme Court. But the reality is that anxiety is temporary and our values are permanent. Our values are evolving, but they are eternal. They are something that are going to be with us long after the 50th episode is gone, the 150th episode, whatever comes after that, right? We're still going to be in this space with our values, living a, a life for reproductive health rights and justice in an abortion positive way. So we're going to take a a little look back today on some of uh, our work and some of our witness here on this podcast and also look forward to the future and what we might hold in the coming days. Yeah. So, I mean, I when I think about this time two years ago, I remember how, (laughs) for one, kind of a behind the scenes thing, how difficult it was to come up with a podcast name. I remember like part of the reason that we you know, started about thinking about this in like April or maybe even end of March um, and didn't officially launch until like June was because it took us a very long time to figure out like, what do you call a podcast like this? What is, 
what is uh or how do we sum up what we're looking for in in a short little name and so we came up with our soul because uh this is kind of like the heart of um our values and like how we see this repro work um and you know as a faith-based organization we care about our soul um and having um our souls cared for and the souls of ohioans cared for and all people but you know specifically because we're in ohio and stuff but um so one of our one of our first episodes one of the episodes that we hearken back to a lot um that we can kind of talk about and i was thinking about this this morning actually <laughs> um earlier on in our in our uh podcast history we have an episode which if you haven't listened to it you definitely should it's called liver and onions and i don't like liver and onions and that's fine um, I but... <laughs> love liver and onions and I'll fight anybody over it. Anybody. But uh, <laughs> something that we talk about there is that um, the people who um, are uh, who claim publicly to be anti-abortion um, behind the scenes are sometimes one of those people getting an abortion. And so we we talked about like, you know, it you can't hate on you can't say that somebody else can't have liver and onions and then eat liver and onions yourself. Like that's, you know, kind of hypocritical and this whole thing. Terry, you talk more about this because this is the metaphor that you came up with. (laughs) I'm just saying everybody here knows that I love food. And when I found out that Kelly didn't like liver and onions, right? Like we, we kind of turned it into a thing because I think liver and onions are one of those polarizing foods, right? It's one of those things, particularly in Appalachia in southern ohio like if you go to a restaurant and they don't serve liver and onions they're probably not the best place to be getting your food because every good restaurant down here will serve you liver and onions whether it's on the menu or not they've got the liver and onions because some of us that's how we judge our restaurants by that's our like michelin stars around appalachian restaurants but there are some people who just don't like liver and onions doesn't matter uh, how you fix it. Doesn't matter where it's done. They just don't like it. And the fundamental difference of being able to say, this is a choice I want to make for me, and that's not a choice you necessarily want for you, and it's okay for us to come down in different places on that, that's the heart of reproductive freedom and abortion justice, right? Like, people should have the ability to make choices, not just about what they eat, right? Not just about liver and onions, but they should have the right to choose whether or not they have children, to choose how many children they have, to choose how to parent the children they have, right? This is the reproductive justice framework that we name all the time from Sister Song and wonderful RJ mothers throughout history, right? That have given this heritage, this framework of, you should have a right to make these decisions. And it's not just simply one decision or one part of a decision. You have the right to consent consistently to what happens in your life. And just because I love liver and onions doesn't mean that I should force liver and onions on anybody else. And just because somebody doesn't like liver and onions doesn't mean they have a right to tell me I can't eat my liver and onions, right? Moreover than you know what you choose to eat or whether or not you eat the liver and onions or not right we should not live in a society where some people force other people to give birth 
that's a fundamental value, right? And part of the reason it was so hard to come up with uh, a name and a framework for this podcast was that talking about these issues have become somewhat radical when it's really not a radical thing to talk about people shouldn't be forced to give birth. Somewhere along the line, religious zealots were able to weaponize religion in such a way that it made religious people, and particularly people of religious value, feel awkward about talking about their values in relation to repro. And so even naming this podcast and figuring out how we were going to communicate to people what we were talking about and why the intersection of religion and repro matters, that took a great deal of care because we're trying to dismantle decades of very systemic, very intentional stigma building that has happened at the hands of anti-abortion religious zealots. And in this space, we have to keep reminding people that people of religious value have abortions all the time. People in synagogues and mosques and churches of every denomination have abortions, right? And whether or not people want to admit that or not, whether or not people want to embrace that or not, it is reality. It is fact. It is what we are living in, right? So finding a way to lift that up alongside all of these additional, you know, value statements that we hold above and beyond abortion that, you know, people should have a right to choose how they parent their children. People should have a right to choose how they get their birth control. People should have access to the choice of abortion without having to go to another state, without having to fundraise for their abortion, without having to go through all of these additional hurdles. People should just have access. You should get to eat your liver and onions, however you choose to have them, right? So that, that, was, that was that whole episode, and I feel like that episode was so good for us um, to be able to speak out those values because it is an essential part of who we are and what we believe, right? Choice is essential. Not just one choice, but many choices in your life, and they should all belong to you. It's an essential part of our soul, um, mm-hmm. which is why our our, our uh, podcast name is uh, relevant. And I think, you know, um, I, I, I agree that that, like, it was a, a nice, it was a time for us to name those values and make it clear from uh, some of the early episodes that, like, that is where... Um, how we feel about things, regardless of whether or not people want to eat liver and onions. That doesn't mean that people don't get to choose to have liver and onions. Um, Nobody should be taking away somebody's right to choose what they want in their body. Um, And that, I feel like a lot of our other episodes, you know, they, we talk about abortion a lot. Abortion is uh, obviously an, a, a central part of what we talk about in this podcast, but a lot of other things we bring up um, are not, you know, always specifically um, abortion. Like, uh, we've talked about self-care, we've talked about uh, racial justice, we've talked about transformative justice, we've talked about white supremacy and how it affects everything we do and lace that, lace um, our values into that especially around abortion and I think kind of at the heart of that liver and onions episode and a lot of the other episodes that we've had is about having um bodily or being able to have bodily autonomy 
being able to consent to what you want to do with yourself and not having the state get in the way of you choosing what is best for you. Um, because a lot of the times, you know, I'm just like looking back at just the just the titles of some of these podcasts, you know, talking about, oh my gosh, on coups and accountability. Man, we've had this podcast through a coup and through the election. Um, you know, uh, the podcast talking about um, uh, I think it's called More Than Just a Verdict, talking about uh, Derek Chauvin and what that means and how that must not be the end to police accountability. Because in the, at the heart of it, um, the uh, lack of accountability, the lack of uh, care for people's consent over what they want with their bodies, their consent to be able to continue to live um, is it, to, to not have accountability in those situations is not right and does not fall within um, our values of bodily autonomy and consent and that right to, you know, be able to live in safe and sustainable communities, especially that safe and sustainable communities piece we talk about a lot. Um, and when I think about these episodes that where we talk about protesting and I, I think that that portion about the safe and sustainable communities and thinking about these protests, um, especially with the violence that has happened against um, black people in this country and especially Asian American people in this country and other people of color in this country, like it all goes together and it all falls under those values that we hold around again, bodily autonomy and being able to consent and live in safe and sustainable communities. Like we cannot express enough, like how much that safe and sustainable community part is important, especially sustainable. I think about how much we talk about like self-care and, um, you know, how we're surviving in this moment. And I, I don't think we like as a society talk about enough the the need for sustainability and what that actually looks like. And as I'm reflecting back on these last 50 episodes, um, I, I think that it's, we talk about that a lot and it's something that's important to talk about is like, how are we surviving in this moment? And how are we, uh, you know, how are we gonna make it through this? This project has been a majority of my work here at Faith Choice Ohio. Um, I, Terry, I'm not sure when you started here, um, and you can share that in a second, but I started in February of 2020 and this podcast launched in June of 2020. And so, um, a lot of my work has, has had this podcast included in it. Um, and I just remember, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, it's been two years of pandemic podcasting. I think we had originally hoped that we would just podcast um, virtually for like a few months or something like that. And then yeah. maybe eventually we would meet in person and we just have one mic and be able to do that regularly. Um, and now it's been like two years. And I just remember how, um, you know, I started, I think it was like the beginning of February of 2020 um, as an intern um, with Faith Choice Ohio, a paid intern, very important. If you ever work with Faith Choice Ohio, we will pay you for your labor. Um, 
but I, I started off as an intern and, um, you know, we had all these ideas, all these plans, whatever that we were going to do only to have just a month later, everything be turned around for, we thought maybe a few months, you know, but it's been two years and here we are. And despite the fact that it's been two years, we still, <laughs> we still, you know, have um, our moments of technical difficulties and we have been making it work for two years now. It, it is really amazing to me when I think about when you, you joined our team because, you know, I, I've been with Faith Choice Ohio since March 18th of 2019. That was my first official day um, on payroll. But, you know, I, I had sought out Faith Choice Ohio previously because as a pastor in rural Ohio who is you know, locally often sought out for reproductive health rights and justice work. Um, I had gotten so fed up in the end of 2018 with what the legislature was doing and just these horrible attacks on patients that I saw Faith Choice Ohio was going to have a clinic blessing um, at Your Choice Healthcare in Columbus, one of the, the abortion clinics in Columbus. And I saw that this clinic blessing was going to happen. A few of my friends were talking about it, clergy colleagues. And I said, I would really like to show up and support that. And so I reached out to Elena Ramsey, who's the executive director of Faith Choice Ohio. And I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm this random pastor down here in Southern Ohio. I'd really like to uh, come up and participate and help in any way possible. If you need somebody to like stand in between you and um, angry protesters or anything of that nature, I'm, you know, a, a pretty big guy. I can do that. I've been trained in conflict de-escalation. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to help out. And I remember Elena like contacting literally every mutual friend we had in common that, that she could glean from uh, the internet because, right, she was a little worried that this random person was seeking out, um, you know, a, a connection to this event. And I had no idea like, oh yeah, it's probably not a good idea to just, you know, kind of invite yourself or, you know, reach out to people without having some kind of additional contact because, the security that is involved in this work is is really maddening, right? The number of people who seek to harm uh, repro workers is is astronomical, and um, you know I I was kind of unaware in that moment, even though as a, a queer person in Appalachia, like security is obviously a part of my daily life that I have to worry about. But I ended up at that clinic blessing and getting to participate with a large group of other people in a religious act of blessing. And within a few months, I was on the payroll here at Faith Choice Ohio. And we were so excited to welcome you, know, you Kelly, a year after um, I had started. And we had like the best plans. We had the best ideas. We had all these really cool events we were gonna do and that, you know, a blessing at every clinic and we were gonna extend options to, you know, like blessing doulas and being part of, you know, these faith community gatherings. And then COVID comes along and it's like, ha, 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 you're gonna do none of this. You have to change completely. And by the way, in the midst of this pandemic, you still have to deal with legislators who are just viciously attacking 
the rights of pregnant people to make decisions over their own bodies. And we had to pivot and we moved and our values guided us. And I, I think about that in light of, you know, anniversary language and talking about anniversaries. Like when you start on a journey, whatever that journey is in relationship, you don't know what the future is going to hold, right? I do weddings all the time. As an ordained minister, um, I, I love getting to participate in weddings. I love being able to solemnize marriages, right? Um, because it's two people who are engaging each other in a hope of what the future is going to look like. Not a single couple that I have ever married has known definitively what that marriage was going to hold in the future, right? And I think about that as the way that we engage our work in this space. Like, we don't know what the future is going to hold, but we engage this in hope. And we engage it in such a way that we say, we're going to do as much good as we can in as many ways as we can through whatever the future is going to hold. And boy, howdy, did the pandemic uh, test that because we had to learn all kinds of that. You know, we've turned into like semi-televangelists on here being able to do um, long distance, um, <laughs> long distance recording sessions, being on the radio, you know, being with, with individuals. Never in a million years did I imagine that that would be the way that we engaged people um, in this work. But it has been so meaningful because patients have reached out and said thank you so much for giving us this content that we can share with our family that we can share with our our you know significant others that we use ourselves to recenter the values that are at the heart of reproductive health rights and justice yeah i'm i'm just reflecting on the just just the whole journey it it really has been a whole journey a whole journey of being being in this together, you know, um, being able to, and I and I think when you were talking about how um, we don't know what the what the future might hold, and um, I feel like this has been a good space for processing and learning and um, talking to each other about th- these changes that. Sometimes everything is changing so fast that we don't often get an opportunity to reflect on what that means for us. You know, uh, I'm, I wasn't on the episode about the coup, um, but I'm just like looking over these, these podcast episodes and, uh, that, that is a whole turnaround that had to happen, right? Like, you know, and a lot of these episodes have been us, you know, we, we record an episode and we've had to start with, you know, oh, today is April 5th and we are recording and, and not knowing what the week is going to hold ahead. Um, you know, think about lifetime, but even the week, we don't know what's going to happen. And um, this has been a space, at least for me, to be able to process and reflect a lot of the things that are going on and how it affects the work and how do we continue to hold our values and keep ourselves together and how do we uplift the changes that need to be made to you know make the future what it needs to be um I know I am very despite the fact that this is 
this pandemic podcasting has gone on far longer than I expected. Not that the podcasting has gone on far longer than I expected, but rather this uh, process of, you know, me and Terry are at least an hour apart um, physically right now as we're recording. Um, and I didn't expect that for to be as long. And like, you know, we do a lot of trainings and um, other educational stuff um, that has now all been online and I've learned far more about um, cameras and microphones than I ever expected I would need to know. Um, but despite that, you know, despite the odds and the um, obstacles and all the things that have come in the way of the work in the last two years um, and the last 50 episodes on this podcast, um, I am really grateful for the space that we have made and the things we have been able to talk about and, you know, the moments that we've taken for self-care and um, the moments that we've taken to uplift um, what's what's really important rather than, you know, what was planned. You know, we may have laid out these plans and these ideas and you know we still have a whole planning sheet of a bunch of things that we would like to do in the future but you know sometimes news drops about another (laughs) another abortion ban or the police like hurting more people killing more people and you can't just like you can't ignore that and move on with your regularly scheduled programming and that's the same thing with you know the pandemic we can we can have all these well-laid plans and have all these ideas but uh the nice thing about being in this space is that we have been willing and able to pivot when necessary to what is more important and what is most uh needed in that moment rather than whatever we had hoped for yeah and I think that that gift of being able to stay with not only the moment, but also with our own spirits and our own souls in this work, that is the essential element that is going to help us not only survive, but thrive in the future. We, we think about you know the anniversary that's coming up, the anniversary of Roe, Um, We celebrated 49 years of Roe v. Wade this January. And next January will be the 50th anniversary of the Roe decision. And there is a very high likelihood that between this day and that day, between now and the 50th anniversary of Roe, Roe might be significantly weakened, if not totally abolished that in 50 years time, we could have gone from a landmark decision of privacy and a right to privacy opening abortion access legally to individuals across this nation. We go from that reality to the recriminalization of abortion access. The reality in all of that is that our spirits and our souls are still crying out for justice. They're crying out for justice and they're crying out for change, just like souls were crying out for those things in 1973 before Roe, and just like they'll be crying out after whatever happens with Roe, that 
being able to attend to the spiritual nature of our experience is the essential part of working that change. Change will not happen if we do not attend to the spiritual and moral values that we hold deep inside, because those are the things that keep us us propelled forward. I think it was Pierre de Chardin um, made the statement: "We we are not uh, physical beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience." And I think that is the essence of of where our spirituality lands in this time and the space that we have a spiritual experience that finds its physical expression in this world, in this moment, and in this time. Um, that spiritual expression will continue long after we are gone from this physical plane, right? People will be crying out for justice as long as people have breath and hope in their lives and in their bodies, right? And that's the whole point of religion and repro. The whole point of this system is not for us to, you know, constantly counter message all of the antis or for us to get up in, you know, people's faces and try to force our liver and onions on somebody, right? The point is to strengthen the spiritual values of the individuals who are alive and working in this movement so that they can attain their liberation and joy in that liberation in this moment. Mm -hmm. Me and we can continue to to have joy and to care for our souls and we will continue to do all of those things regardless of what the future holds and you know whatever logistically comes next in the bending of the arc of the universe Mm -hmm. towards justice uh, we will continue to you know prioritize joy and um, our souls um, as we move forward so um, well this has been a good little nice warm um recap of the last 50 episodes and you know a little looking forward of what's next so um thank you and then we'll be back in the next one happy anniversary happy anniversary Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.